0: hey what's up everybody welcome to tone talk with mark uzanski and dave friedman how are you tonight we are talking with pete thorne pete welcome back how are what's you up pretty good how you guys doing good man good you guys have been traveling together right
1: dave and i uh we were in detroit this week and dave was uh nice enough to uh to to think highly of me enough to take me out there to do some uh I don't know, I guess uh, uh, rig sort of walkthroughs of, uh, of a few different guitar players' rigs for a show that he was putting on at the legendary Harpo's concert venue in Detroit. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I got to talk to some, some great musicians and kind of look at their different rigs and stuff, and, uh, and it was cool. We had a good time.
2: Good stuff. Yeah. Dave, how are you doing? I'm fine. other than a little under the weather. I, I contracted something from the club, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, but if you've uh, been there, it's not hard to imagine. Which
2: it's not hard to imagine, <laughs> but you would think it would be something more like something worse, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a respiratory illness, right. a infection or something. It's yeah, a, yeah. Uh, that's funny.
0: Yeah, uh, but it was successful, right?
2: I heard it was. It went great. Oh yeah, went really, 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 really good. It was a little warm in there because it was very humid that day because it rained, uh, but uh, but, uh, but hey, that's fine. We had some, we had some fun great. up there. was cool. Yeah, we had some fun. Yeah. Did
1: a that's little cool. drinking. Yeah, had a few drinks. I saw some new stuff. that Detroit's uh, really come back down, or I don't even know if you could say come back. It's probably different than it's ever been downtown now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Way, way different than it's ever been.
1: Turning into something else. I've so. never been. So, uh, what's it turning into? I mean, I would say ten years ago, you know, Dave's from there, so I'll let him really answer that. But I mean, I, I I wouldn't have walked around in a lot of the areas that I was walking around the middle of the night in this time, where it's just complete. It seems to be kind of like a lot of maybe tech industry and mm. uh, you know people taking advantage, probably of of good business opportunities, low low lower rent. Low rent, low taxes, and that kind of thing, and just business moving in. Mm. And, I mean, you know, like I'll give you an example, the old firehouse downtown. I went there for dinner, and it's at a boutique hotel now. And it's unbelievable. The restaurant and the lobby and the hotel is just like, you know, it's it's we're talking like downtown Detroit, and it's beautiful.
2: Apparatus room, right?
1: I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Yeah. that's what
2: it's called, the apparatus room, yeah. And
1: and it's in the renovated old firehouse, and it's really beautiful. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on there so what do you think dave is it just kind of like
2: well i think what what it's what detroit has sort of become is a kind of a mecca for for um our artists and um always has been for music people but kind of a mecca for artists and culinary people uh opening some amazing restaurants and some amazing stuff in that town um you know they've they've gentrified a little more of the downtown area, you know a lot lot of lofts and a lot of great restaurants, but literally like you can look on a Yelp or something, and the first fifteen restaurants are all like four and a half star restaurants, <laughs> like like really amazing and interesting food and hmm. and bars and I think we went to a couple cool bars, you know. Yeah, that
1: that whole uh, Corktown and Bricktown area is really fascinating. Like the way it's being built up with restaurants and bars. We went for barbecue down there, and it was it's it's quite something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went back there the uh, on Sunday.
1: Oh, did you to the barbecue?
2: <coughs> <first>? No, <clears throat> a couple doors down from it is a, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. A couple of doors before that barbecue place um, was a great um, cocktail lounge. Oh, okay. Like, when I say cocktail lounge, I mean like serious, like mixology cocktail lounge, like mm. crazy. I mean, just, the, I mean, the uh, the bar, the wall behind the bar was <laughs> littered with bottles that were three bottles deep of just everything you could, you're looking at it going, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, so
1: that area seemed to have a lot of cool, cool spots to hang in it. We didn't, I didn't get back there, but. Um, yeah.
2: Really interesting. Really interesting. That, that little cocktail lounge. You would have loved that place. It, that was yeah. awesome.
1: But I did go to that one, which is an old school joint downtown. What was that place called? The uh,
2: checker, checker bar. Yeah. And the checker like, bar. That's total old school dive bar.
1: Yeah. And the great thing about it was that it was everybody under the sun hanging out in there. It was like all kinds of people, people of, of all shapes and colors and sizes and ages. And it was like, the, and just everybody hanging together and having a good time. And I really liked that. I thought yeah. it was great.
2: Well, so, that's the general thing that I was mentioning. Um, I don't know if you were out with us on that one night we went out, but yeah, you were out. When I was mentoring, anywhere you go sort of that way. Every, yeah. It's real diverse. Every yeah ethnicity, uh, form of dress, hip, not hip, older, yeah. younger, mm-hmm. all mixed together. It doesn't really matter cool. how nice the place is or not. It's all mixed together and everyone's having a good old time, which is, which which is very different from L.A yeah <laughs> that, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't really totally exist here yeah it's definitely maybe a few places but not really that's <laughs> <laughs> true yeah
0: <laughs> well that's that's cool yeah i'm sorry i missed it i was doing a bunch of traveling just didn't work out for me to get there but uh would have loved to have been there Um
2: uh, pretty great
0: yeah how are the shows so seduce rocked it in Cairo knife fight as well
2: oh yeah and Sammy Bowler also oh that's Killer. right yep it was good it was a good show great show
0: that's cool when are we going to start seeing some video from that stuff
2: oh uh, good question I have video drive sitting right next to me right now Oh uh, yeah? uh a bunch of stuff has to get mixed and a bunch of stuff has to happen for that to happen so you're not gonna uh, you you maybe will see some from Sammy or Cairo Knife Fight before, but the anything from the Seduce is going to take a bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. The uh, the the rig rundown stuff I should be able to probably once I get this next week is crazy because I'm I got to go to Japan on tour and uh, I'm gonna while well, I'm over there I'll do Dave's editing I think for some of the stuff that, that we shot for the kind of rig walk through stuff mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and once I have some time over there I you mean know, I'll be there and then it'll be. A perfect time to get some editing done, so that should shouldn't be too long
0: great yeah,
1: yeah that stuff
2: that stuff will come first, probably,
1: yeah, and it's pretty cool for everybody out there to see like um you know you get basically uh from one spectrum to the other the the you know um seduce guitar rig or Sammy's guitar rig through to carver kniferite guitar rig which is like polar opposites of like here's a very a couple of very simple great sounding rigs <laughs> here's a really complex
2: <laughs> like, yeah. like what are you doing, rig? yeah, <laughs> yeah and i mean you,
1: even with all the explanation and i'm you know I, I know this stuff you know it's like i was still like i don't quite understand what he's doing like exactly after watching him he, was, he you watch him play the songs in that band and he's like this is george Pajon. we're talking about he's, he's hitting like a lot of switches you know triggering loopers and like turning things on and off shut, oh, yeah. shutting loops on shutting loops off changing amps changing the fuzz on and off and he's doing it all like kind of fairly seamlessly like as he's playing the parts, <laughs> and yeah, well. he's got a lot going
0: on. Definitely, yeah, big dots. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. I mean, even like like you said, Pete, when he's playing, I think I saw that you did a video clip. Maybe you went live at some point, or you did something where I I saw there was some video of George yeah. Mahone. On and, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I watched that, and I mean, you're right. When he was playing, it was just like wow, he was doing as much with his feet as he was doing it with, with his hands. Yeah, he's busy. <laughs> or, well, yeah. you
2: know, even when I built those rigs, it was like, wait, you want to do what? Hey. Okay. Hold on a minute. Let me wrap my head around this. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then I'm finally like, okay, you just tell me exactly sort of the routing you want, and then we'll do it, and then good luck. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, and then you get to program it all, because I have no idea how to do it. So, you know. Yeah, but you say uh, that
1: to me, too. <laughs>
2: Well, I say that to you because I know you know how to do it. You know oh, the, how to do it, though.
0: The programming of, what, the looper stuff? Oh,
1: just MIDI. Like, how do you get this device to talk to that device? And mm-hmm. man, uh, you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, how do I do, get a continuous controller to change? So, yeah, I don't know. You do it. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. He's always there if I need to. I need help,
2: but, um, well, cool. let's put it this way. You don't want to pay me to figure it out for you. You can do it yourself. You're capable. No,
1: that's true. <laughs> the reality is teach a man to fish and he'll eat forever or all that. You know, it's like, you got to kind of get into your rig and learn all that stuff. <clears> throat> and throat> it's true. funny. Cause I forget these MIDI controllers. Man. It's like I, I use a, the music uh, Mark five on my board, but it's funny. If I spend a few months away from it, like, the the other day I programmed a sound for the first time in a while on my board, because I've just been using it kind of like instant access, like a pedal board without presets for a while in my studio.
2: the other day I had to
1: go and it was like programming up, you know, okay, I got to tell each MIDI device what to do. And it's like, I forgot what a couple like, God, how do I do that again? do I get into (laughs) make the reverb switch to, and and it took me, you know, you make a couple wrong pedal switches. You're like, Oh yeah. Dumbass, you know, like, um, it's just kind of complicated you know some of those the the funny thing about the small switchers is i, I like john Sur always says he always liked his Bradshaw cuz there was a button for everything yeah. and it was ve- right and it was like it was very easy in that way whereas the, as the switchers get smaller and smaller and more powerful there's always invariably you got to kind of have menus and page through things to get to
2: yeah with the older controllers were very much easy, just super simple it's like i want these four things on okay click 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 store done right um, and and midi was almost equally as easy also you just go to this midi page and go oh yeah click here i want that to go there 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 and there
1: great yeah
0: yeah so they were big but they were easy Mm -hmm. i've never i have never done midi at all well good for you you, yeah if you've made it if you made it this far (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) exactly exactly yeah keep it simple but um that's cool. So you we said you're going on tour, Pete. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to uh, Japan with the same fellow that I've been with for a few years, which is his name is uh, Toshi Nagabuchi, and so we're doing a summer tour. So um, be over there and playing in all the you know Osaka, Tokyo, uh, Sendai, all the kind of the, the bigger cities, Kagoshima, and uh,
0: should be a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You like? Do you like going to Japan? Do you like traveling that far? Dude, I love it. I love going to
1: Japan. Um, I I love it so much that I'm I'm learning every day. I've been working on speaking, and I've learned. I taught myself Hiragana over the last few months, so it's one of the alphabets. I'm on the Katakana now, and trying to trying to learn. You know, slowly but surely.
0: Good for you. I love it.
1: It's a great place. It's a great place for guitar players. If anybody, anybody, I mean, yeah, common knowledge, but. you know, they love guitar and they love music. They're passionate about it. And, and uh, that, you know, they're totally into all this stuff we geek out on. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like There's, way more.
0: So actually <laughs> the shops there. I mean, just the video and, and, uh, I've seen just stuff on YouTube, amazing shops there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. The best,
1: anything you need. I mean, you can literally go into like, like where could you find this where i stay in shibuya it's like if, if i had a problem with my switcher i know exactly where to go get another one and they'll have the other six com- competing you know they'll have the crocodile tail one <laughs> and the rjm and the this and then that and they'll have every single switcher that you could possibly need power supplies or you know any pedal that's for sure and many that we don't have you know um amazing japanese brands and stuff it's incredible yeah it's not I mean, like I... you yeah. know you gonna say I was just going to say, like, I think they've probably, even with Gibson's business troubles over the last while, they've probably been the ones keeping Gibson afloat as far as, that, you know, because when you go there and see the wall of, you go to the uh, Ishibashi store in, in uh, Shibuya and you see like literally a hundred custom shop Sun versus Les Pauls on a wall. And you're just like, oh, they bought all the Les Pauls this year. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, a wall of 58 and 59 historic less, you know, it's crazy. And then there will be a whole wall of PRS and a whole wall of nags and a whole wall of sir and a whole wall of whatever, you know? Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. You don't see that in the,
0: in the States. Not anymore. No. I
1: mean, no. maybe never.
0: again. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a, at least there's a place here locally. Uh, that's still mm-hmm. in business called, um, M a E music. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a sir dealer. So they've got some sirs on the wall and, um, but for the most part, you re- rarely see anybody, you know, really dealing with a lot of boutique stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's interesting, though, they generally have a – the music stores will have, like, um, sometimes, like, a, a, a two different stores, but they're owned by the same. It would be, like, the Akibe store. And you've got kind of, like, the like lower price Fender and um, maybe, like, Fernandez and different types of, you know, guitars that are sort of, like, more – Either, either the cheaper guitars or the midline guitars, mm-hmm. and then they'll have, like, their boutique zone, you know, which is, like, I'm sometimes in a different store, like, upstairs or something, you go Right, up, right. Cr- or, Yeah, floors sometimes. Like, uh, certainly in Ochanomizu, if you go to, which is the crazy guitar district in Tokyo, where you go there, and they basically, like, it's five floors, and, you know, one floor is all acoustics, one floor is all kind of budget electrics, the next floor is all s- super high in electrics, the next floor is metal guitars. So that'll be all, like, literally, like, Petrucci models or, like, you know, like... Like kind of shredder, more right, you know, right. guitars. And yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and then vintage will be another floor. Five cool. floors of guitars. You know, like all like split up into different categories. Amazing. Super cool. Yeah, that's cool.
0: And are they having like financial issues? Like the stores closing up over there, or not? Not even close. Like to what's going on up here?
1: You know, that's a good question.
0: I think that it's. Um,
1: I think that it's probably. I, I don't, I don't really have my finger on that, but I think it maybe is a little tougher than it used to be,
0: mm.
1: you know, but um, there's still, there's a whole like music. The interesting thing that goes on there is you can go to a bar or something and it'll be like a music bar. And many of them are like themed, right? Like, you you know, you'll have like bars that, um, There's a lot of vinyl bars there. So you'll go in there and there'll be behind, this is the coolest thing The behind the bar, there'll just be a wall of records, thousands of records. Nice. And, and it's not even a big place. It'll be like, sometimes the bar is the size of this room, you know, because they don't have a lot of space there. But there'll be a bar, and then with, like, a huge record collection, and usually a pretty good system. And there'll be a guy in there spinning records, you know. And it, sometimes it's the bartender. Huh. You know, and he spins records in between making drinks. It's cool. There's a whole bunch of places like that. So cool. And it's just really, you know, they take a lot of pride in the, all the records and the music they're playing, and usually their systems and stuff, and they play it in a nice – the bar in – uh <coughs> Somewhere <laughs> called Bar Grandfather. Go there if you just go to Bar Grandfather. If you and and there's literally a guy in there that's the grandfather, and he's like this old dude, and he's spinning. You know everything from like it'll be like you know, uh, uh, Procol Hiram or something or then to, you know, Frampton and then he'll put on some stones and then some soul James Brown or something. And then, you know, he always puts the record up behind the bar on the shelf, you know, to show you what he places the record and then you listen to that song. He's you know, he's spinning. It's awesome. But the dude's like grandfather's like probably like 70 years old <laughs> and, been, and, and, you know, great whiskey and stuff, whatever. It's just really cool. But, um, what was my point when I got around to this is, uh, Oh, that's, so some of the hard rock bars that you go into uh, and especially ones that play kind of like rock and stuff that kids are into, there'll be a whole bunch of kids in there listening to, to music and their favorite and they'll play videos a lot on screens. And so the video will come on in their favorite band and they'll freak out like they're at a concert and they'll start <laughs> singing all the words and they're drinking and stuff and they're just singing at the top of their lungs like totally like they're at a show. And you're like, wow, it's just people hanging out, you know. That's and the great. interesting thing is the, high, the, the, the music's really interesting, some of the bands over there and what they're doing and stuff. And I almost feel like as rock has kind of like slid a bit over here in popularity, and mm-hmm. especially with younger people, you know, that, that didn't happen there like it's still like there's a whole thing that's like with with kind of mixture of styles and stuff and like different you know it might be like some of it sounds a little like ska mixed with metal mixed with like whatever like you know there's a lot of stuff going on there still mm-hmm. where they just took the ball and ran with it and oh. and it's not only musically um the videos will come on and the videos are insane. They look like super, like CGI, like crazy high quality, really crazy videos where you're just like, whoa, I've never seen anything quite like this rock video that's on right now. And then they'll play a song by an American band, you know, and it'll come on and it'll be a video and you're like, look at this video compared to the shit we just saw, you know, and it'll be like something (laughs) recent that came out in 2012 or 2015 or something by somebody and it'll be like, you're like, "Whoa, they're killing it right now on the rock and the videos they just they've just taken the ball around with it to a whole other level kind of right, know? and so that's when i what I love about going there is that it's just like, well, this is kind of in many like i I still love it here and all that you know mm-hmm. this is my home, my live here, but there's something going on over there where it's like this is kind of in many ways like a really I don't want to say better planet, but maybe in some ways, you know, and like an inter, like you feel like you went to another planet where it's just like, whoa! Th- I want to stay here for a while. <laughs> like, this is, whatever's yeah. going on here is really cool. Sorry, I went on a long-winded rant there, but I, I do. That's how much I love it as I get all excited. about
0: Oh, that's it. awesome! That's Plus awesome. I just had a cup and a half of coffee, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's great, man. It's a lot. Uh, um, so in addition to touring, you also have an album coming out, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, um, and it's really been a (laughs) like giving birth process um, to get it done. Uh, But we've done it. We got it done. Yeah, that's what it feels feels like. I
2: already don't want to hear it (laughs) because I've heard it already. (laughs) Yeah, over and over over again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah he's uh, he's he's heard it a lot it's it's um it you know just getting a record done and being with it. <laughs> oh,
0: i'm sure thanks. it's great. i'm sure it's yeah. great
1: yeah don't say that nobody's gonna listen to it <laughs>
2: no, no 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 let me, let me rephrase this uh, i've just heard it a bunch of times now now yeah but it's great so
1: i need to get away from it for it. a minute yeah thank you it'll be out uh, we did a pledge music campaign which is really what got me to finish it my friend dennis who was just here actually he uh He's the one that really talked me into finishing it. He had a hookup at Pledge Music, a friend of his. And Pledge is basically kind of like Kickstarter, um, except just for music projects. And so you can go there and do basically a pre-sale thing where people can go and pre-buy a download, pre-buy a signed CD, pre-buy whatever you want. You know, So we came up with a bunch of fun packages, and but we had to get it done by June 1st and delivered. So like literally today, I was just at the post office. If anybody's out there that got in on the pledge thing, we've, we, I was at the post office for like two hours today, sending pickups, <laughs> mini sir riots and all the stuff we had. So a bunch of stuff went out today and then the download will be available. I believe actually it's May 31st and CDs and stuff will go out shortly thereafter. So it's all getting
0: delivered nice. right away. So, I so got it was really... on that. I, I, I Oh, I, you uh, did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah I think you. I got, I, I got the t-shirt and the download and I think a CD, a signed CD or something. All oh, right,
1: great, great, great. That's yeah. awesome. So it's yeah. all it's all going out real quick and uh, cool. and but man, it was, it, it's great to get another record out. Um, you know, another ten songs and just feels really good. It's almost surreal when I do these things. It's like, I can start on another
2: one. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> when, he's going to take a break for a minute. <laughs>
1: I'm going to do it different next time. If I do it, if I do an, another one, I'm going to like. I need more help. I, Live he, I,
2: tracked in the studio. Yeah, and I need
1: an engineer. I need somebody to help me because too, it's just too—it's too much.
0: Well, it's tell us much. the process. I'm curious.
1: Well, okay. So a lot of people said like, "Hey, we like your demo songs. You should just put those out as a record." And I thought, well, that's actually kind of a good idea. Like, there's hundreds of tracks there from the the pedal videos. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back and mine those and find ones I like and turn them into full blown songs and just kind of extend them. And you know, in some cases, I kept the, some of the original tracks from the demos because it's like, well, this is cool. Why why do this part again? So I would extend them. So for example, there's a song that I ended up calling in good company and um oh wait, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. So it started out life as a Bogner pedal video for their uh I thought I believe it was for their compressor, I think. And um so about I don't know, year and a half, 2 years ago, I made a, a video for that pedal and so I just took the track and started pulled it into a new Logic session. And then, you know, basically went, well, the tempo sounds good. Everything's cool. So let's redo the drums now with real drums, extend into a full song. So I actually kept my solo from the beginning of that. Ended up redoing just about everything else, I think. But now it's got Tim Pierce playing a solo on it. It's got Larry Basilio playing a solo on it. Uh, Jason Freese, who plays keys with Green Day, is on there playing organ and added a bunch of keys. And I turned it into this kind of like Pink Floyd jam. Super um, cool. Um. Yeah. So that was fun. So so it was uh, many of them started out like that, where it was like taking an old track and turning it into something new and extending it, building it into a real song. And then uh there's probably so probably half the record is like that. I did a bunch of Steve Stevens, like three tunes with Steve Stevens on bass, mm-hmm. and he also played keys on a few things. Oh, awesome. And uh yeah, which was awesome. And Billy Idol's drummer as well, uh, Eric Aldenius. He played drums on a few. Um, Kurt Buscara amazing drummer he played on uh I, I, I think he's on four tunes actually and uh he played on a on a song that chris cheney from jane's addiction bass player amazing bass player he he played on the last tune which is called remember kurt's playing drums on that so those is, all is he still with from scratch. yeah i believe he is yeah I don't that's think cool. Eric's playing with James. He kinda it's like over the years, I'm not I'm not always aware of like sometimes Eric seems like he's in there and
0: Yeah, he was in there for a period, like after they did the that one album with uh Stray, I think it was called Strays or something like that. Yeah. Chris was in, yeah, and then he came back and then I think he left. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Yeah.
1: But I think he cool. doing it, been doing it full time for a while now. So he's him and I have gotten to be friends over the last year or two. And um he's an amazing he's guy. He's really great, man. And he's got an incredible tone and fuck what like what an amazing musician like um he he's so, and he's a really really nice person like and really dialed into just musically like you know he, he comes up with like three different ideas for the on the bass and he's like i don't know like do you think like is this more appropriate or is that more appropriate but he's got like three different kind of game plans when he, he right. listens to the tune a couple times and then he's got like should this be eighth notes here or should this be you know and it's like he's really methodical Hmm. Um, and I just really like him. He's, he's great. So, um, so, and then my buddy John button is on at least a few tunes. Who's also an amazing bass player. Uh, uh, Dennis Martin who helped me finish the record, the pledge music, he plays like, uh, I think on keys on five tunes. So he's really good at programming keyboards and stuff. And, um, so yeah, it's been a it's it's great. It feels really good to get a new some new music out there. So it'll be the pledge music thing. It'll be out May thirty first. But for folks that just want to get it or stream it, I'm going to stream this one. Why not? You know, you're going to be able to get it everywhere: you know, Spotify, Apple Music, and all that. I'd love it if you if you'd buy it <laughs> on yeah, iTunes. Exactly. You know, Please but buy
2: it, people. Yeah, That's the streaming exactly. thing, but
1: but whatever, you know, just like I, it's the way of the future, I guess. So, um, so I wonder how be, that- everywhere okay. on June 15th. I was going to say, June 15th, you'll be able to, to, uh, to, to, to get it at all. It. A, purchase or stream or all that on June 15th. Yeah. So awesome. we pledge, pledge people get it about two weeks early, May 31st.
0: Good deal. I can't wait to hear it. Um, you know, with the streaming, I was curious. So, you know, I, I pay for the family service with iTunes okay. where you, where you get like just unlimited, you can download any like new albums that come out and stuff like that. I, mm. so I, I I assume the artist is getting paid for that, right? So when I, like, when your album comes out, I can download it. Yeah, it's it's
1: pretty shitty numbers. I mean, it's like when you look at, it's not you know, the reality is, um, somebody that's selling like like for the type of music I make, it's not or or you know, getting paid through the streaming services. I mean, it's nothing, you know. Yeah. It really is nothing. I mean, iTunes is a considerable, you know, a considerable, and I think they're killing it off next year. I don't think Apple's going to sell music anymore, from what I was told, like, yeah. pretty soon, it's in a year or two. And, I mean, that's Apple's a considerable source of uh, an Amazon and stuff for the last, ever since Guitar Nerd came out, I get paid every month. People buy the record, which I really appreciate. But that's going away now. And the streaming thing, in comparison, it's, you know, uh, we're really? talking to diff.
0: I didn't hear that. That's interesting
1: yeah the the difference is literally between like i guess if you're an artist a fairly big independent artist, it might be thousands of dollars a month if you're a smaller artist, it might be hundreds of dollars a month to you know oh uh my my spotify look at how amazing it's twelve dollars or whatever for the last month you know it's not it's nothing it's nothing it's wow. pocket change you know Even by, the by artists, not
2: buying by not buying the music, you are screwing the artist
1: yeah. and in the end in the end it's like unless we come up with a new model it's like well, what's what's, <laughs> what's the incentive to make new music because geez you spend like months making these things months it's not yeah like where, where's the
2: where's the um where's the rainbow
1: you know where's the yeah the you pot know? at the end of the yeah, yeah.
2: Pot I, do. I don't
1: i ultimately i don't do it to make money really it's like the money money always feels like like making a little but few bucks it's like this is great like it feels like a bonus you know but um by the same token it's like you have to if you're taking a month to make a record or something, well, how do you, how do you put food on the table? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, if, if there's, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you uh, a lot for that time? So it just becomes really difficult, but yeah. maybe somebody will come up
0: with something new. I don't know. I don't know. Um, have you ever, have you ever toured like with um, the support, the album? I don't you know, know you, but you, you you didn't do that for a guitar nerd, I don't think, right? I, d- I did
1: not, but now I feel like maybe this year now that I got two records, feels like there's at least twenty tunes that are to pick from. So I should be able to come up with a cool eight song set, right? Like Yeah, we were blues. talking
2: about that, weren't you? Weren't we? Yeah. And you were like, Yeah, I gotta learn it all though.
1: Well <laughs> it's daunting because you're oh, like man. God, how am I gonna how am I gonna go out and do this? You know? So but but I I'll probably figure out something, I guess, over the next little while how i can go play i mean i did those you know that one time i played at the sir party yeah they my little band and it was fun it was really fun so i would just do something like that
0: you know probably yeah i'd love to see that i think that would be fantastic
1: yeah it'd be a blast i'd love to just occasionally book a baked potato gig or something <laughs> you know yeah i saw that tony mcalpine's been playing all week at the the at the baked potato with vinnie moore, vinnie
2: moore. Yeah.
1: I love Vinny Moore. He was that guy. Wow. Yeah, and Tony was my bandmate in the Michelle Polnareff band. I toured with him in 2016, uh, and I didn't get to go down there all week, which sucks because I, I lived down the street. I felt bad about that.
0: Mm. Like,
1: Two monster have... guitar players. Yeah, I learned a lot from Vinny. I used to practice his like I don't know
0: if it was hot licks or whatever
1: his video was, but he had some great, like a really killer video,
0: mm. instructional video. Yeah, those old old videos are great. I actually just uh I'm cleaning out my office. I have I had, oh. Yeah, I I've had my office for 14 years with my company. Um and uh not you know, everything's cool but just uh, no reason to continue having an office now that my kids are older and everything, you know. So oh, yeah. uh so I'm moving everything out and I found one of my boxes that had uh all my DVDs that, you know, like you said, like some of those Hot Licks videos. And so I've got like Paul Gilbert and like a bunch of, you know, like yeah. Petrucci and all these different videos that I found, the DVDs at least, and some some VHSs as well. So <laughs> yeah, it's funny it's, stuff. It's good stuff, man. I mean,
1: I loved those. It was like, because I guess you put those in and uh, something about the focus or whatever of like it was, you know, you weren't getting distracted by your phone <laughs> Going off and like doing it on the computer is always like, I, I always seem to like get like, you know, I learned if YouTube's amazing for learning stuff, but you have to focus because it's like if you get your alerts on or an email comes oh, yeah. in, now you get and then you're off, you know, it's like now you're not in the zone anymore. It's like with mm-hmm. the VHS tapes, you were in the zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That's it's, exactly yeah. right. Nothing yeah, was going to take you away from that. You're like, rewind. Totally. <laughs> it's so like focus practicing, you know, weren't but anyway. Not the good old days. That's cool. Um, David, have you seen anything in the chat? Should I go to the chat?
2: Oh, I don't know. Ooh, good question. I uh, was looking at it for a little while, and then I wasn't seeing anything. And uh, there might be some stuff in here.
0: Right, well, I'll say some. I'll say hi to some folks. We had some early uh, people joining. Cheddar Kung Pao. I I, I saw some people were there. Was like somebody was trying to. Is someone try, actually trying to call me right now on Skype? Somebody what? wants you, man. Really? Why are you calling me right now, Molly? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Molly, what are you doing? I love you, buddy, but I'm, I'm doing the show. What are you doing? Um, so Cheddar Kung Pao, actually, someone <laughs> stole his name. Or uh, Let me know if that's cool with you because I, I, I saw somebody who had like um, mozzarella, mozzarella something it was like mozzarella um (laughs) thai food or something like they were stealing your name so i i I saw that they commented (laughs) on one of our videos Uh, michael bishop what's going on quentin james uh sean zimmerman uh m rabble uh so thanks guys for joining early um and we got wally walters says love tone talk uh t crane says pete thorne equals class act Oh, that's too kind. Thank you, sir.
2: Yeah, Willis- Mike Himmel's in here. Hi, Mike. Hey, hey Mike. Mike.
0: What's going on? What's going on, Mike? How are you? Hope you're going to have a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, Willis Wham, Pete Thorne is amazing. Uh, love his whole catalog. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Man. I'm uh, a hack. I do the <laughs> best I can. <laughs> uh jim becker greetings guys uh r2 r3 locking nut what's up guitar freaks <laughs> um pete thorne has the best version of evh eruption willis wham says you know what i agree with that ah that's too kind uh, yeah next next to uh my friend guitar wannabe uh he, he he's always reminding me he's like i had a video up before uh pete thorne actually <laughs> i'm like really he had a lot of hits on, on his video too, so he's pretty packed. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I love your video, man. I, I actually go back to your video a lot. I need to go back and uh, I can't pick that. I can't play that right
1: now. <laughs> that was hard. Come on,
2: pick up a guitar. Do it right now.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I gotta be warmed up and I gotta, I gotta have nines and E yeah. flat. and um, But it was fun. I, you know how I made that video? It was like literally the setup was so uh, uh, ridiculous. I I had to figure out how to record my voice and the sound of the guitar at the same time. And I really couldn't figure out a way to do that. I ended up using, the, I think I had my PreSonus little interface with the cab mic in the closet. And I was recording the video on my iMac through the camera that we're like the same kind we're using right now. Yeah. Like So that's how I recorded the video, except the cameras was, this was t- 10 years ago or whatever. So it was you know, really crappy cameras. And I took the, so I was running logic on, I think I had, couldn't figure out a way to record my voice. I had my, I, all I remember is this. I had two computers strung together, like with, so I was recording in logic and the second computer and using the. I think it was cause I couldn't run iMovie and logic at the same time on the iMac or something. So i was recording the audio on one and the video on the other one you know and getting the audio into it was bonkers and like using the eighth inch out on one computer to go to the other computer so it was really rinky dink however i did it but i guess it turned out okay
0: it, yeah. it, sounded, it sounded
1: great <laughs> the, tone, the tone's there anyway it was the you know that evh amp right yeah i used the evh amp, similar to the 50 watt you got right back there i guess but and yeah. I, I was using the blue channel and I used you know some reverb and a little bit of echo and Logic or something. I think and was just,
0: it the hundred watt head that you had?
1: Yeah, I had a hundred watt head for a while, and I used it on the road. I was playing with Chris then, and I used it. Uh, that was my amp for about a year uh, on tour, and I really just used that one channel. I used the blue channel,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, yeah, and I was still A Bing to another amp for clean and stuff. But it, it worked great. That amp it was cool. Um, kind of, I sold that amp. It's sort of. Sort of wish I hadn't. I know it was cool. Those early ones. I always remember the first time I tried it. Uh, I was at a uh, guitar center in Hollywood. I went in and plugged it in and I tried that blue channel. I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Like, that's really kind of that tone, you know? And it sounded really great for the, for the you know, at the time I thought it was, uh, it was just my first Im- You know, when you plug into an amp and your first impression is like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, you shouldn't, eh, I think I like it. No, it's like you plug in and you go, ooh. Like first couple <laughs>
0: chords, like damn, you know, and that's why I felt about um about it, you know. So, yeah, it's a, it yeah. was a great amp. I actually I had the white cabinet and the hundred watt head, and I got rid of it. Um, I don't know why I did. I, I sold it for something else, uh-huh. and and like like I usually do, sell something for something else, and um, I miss it. So I ended up getting the fifty watt head which yeah. is I actually had gotten the recently I had gotten the uh, the EL34 head did not like it at all you know no wasn't the no. same
1: sound no
0: the, the blue channel and a lot of, a lot of guys that are that I talk to in the VH circles um, the blue channel was just really different lacking mm. uh, it was muddy dave did you ever hear it have you heard it oh, was it the 50
2: watt one the
0: fi- no the yeah the 50 watt the the 50 watt EL34
2: I had a hundred watt one through here.
0: Yeah, those are good. They, they, they're better because this, they're like the stealth version, so I think they're a bit higher gain.
2: Yeah, I think the, I think the blue channel on the uh, hundred watt was pretty good. Uh, I, liked it.
0: I liked it. That was the one that I had used.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean on the EL thirty four version.
0: Oh, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. But that's the stealth. So was,
2: that was pretty good. I, I thought. I thought that the when it when it went to the lead channel, it was just like a little too much and and mm-hmm. a little too. That's when that little cocked wah kind of sound comes on, and, and I don't, I'm I'm a little I, I don't like that sound very much. So, but the blue channel didn't have it. I was going between the two, and I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> the one the one does, but the blue channel didn't. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And then they did something on the fifty watt when that came out, and I bought that, uh, and I got it. I was like, I was trying, I was trying. You know, you, you know, when you get something, you try to love it. You're like, oh, I just got it, and everybody's like, some people are like, no, I don't really like it. I'm like, no, I, it's it, I can figure that out. I can get the sound, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah, maybe I can boost it. And then ultimately, I was just like, no, it's just not giving me what I wanted. So then I went back. A buddy of mine uh, had, you know, a Craig. My buddy Craig, Um, I I bought that from him. So and it sounds different. It's 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 better. It's got that sound. Mm. The blue channel, you know. So it's a good amp. It's funny, you usually know within a...
1: It's funny, I plugged into my old Comet the other day, which Dave's actually worked on a little bit. But yeah. uh, I, I used to have two, but now I just have one. And I hadn't used it in years. And I took it home and actually used it with the Sur Load. And I did. Uh, was doing a video for that Moore radar pedal, a little speaker sim mm-hmm. uh, IR pedal. So I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'll play the Comet and I'll load it down with the Sur and then go line out into the Moore. And if you watch the video, um, I ran my... Uh, an archer. I got kind of a special archer from rocket that he put a couple different little parts in and stuff. And then he said, this is what I'm doing for Jeff Beck or something. So maybe mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to say that, but it's like, a, <laughs> like a, it's, it's, and I think it does maybe sound a little bit different, but so I used the archer into the comet and I played the lead on that, on the video, the more video with it. And it sounds really good. It's like, I th- it was like, damn this damn And I just put the, I've got the little, Settings where I always put the knobs on the amp. I mean, it's yeah, like a man, Plexi. Sounds it sounds great, man. It's like just—I mean, it's like a—it's very Marshall to me. I don't know how different it is, and that's probably its own thing. But oh, it's pretty it, different. But
2: but but it—it it, it has what, that character. It's got that. What thing wattage is up. it?
1: Is it a higher wattage or eighteen? It's fifty, but I'd say it's yeah. got to be—it's got to be sixty-five in reality because it's yeah, wow. it's, rip your head off. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a screamer. Um, and it's real old those amps they have this amazing complex mids like real full like it's it sounds expensive in the mid-range i don't know how else to say it it's a, it's sort of marshley but it's less it's more sophisticated sounding but not in like a oh it's polished it's just like god the mids are rich like it's got this thing mm-hmm. and you can you kind of run the bass on four and the mids on four and the treble on like six or seven presence on like six and and then you just turn that volume up and it's you know, it kind of magic starts happening around five or six or seven on the volume. Really good sounding. Yeah. But anyway, so I used that. And, but anyway, I, I one thing I wanted to make the point about that was the very first time I played one, I remember hitting one note and going like, it was up the street actually from here it was at amp shop, uh, the old amp shop location. Cause you had comment. I played one note and I was like,
0: Ooh,
1: it just bloomed into three you know Mm -hmm. like the harmonics and it started feeding back and I was like whoa this amp's really cool you know
2: (laughs) I'll never forget hearing a real train wreck a million years ago first time uh, it was Liverpool and uh, man yeah just like the same sort of thing but just like whoa that was cool (laughs) (laughs) it's like wow okay I get it
0: something special that's awesome so Pete is that is that video um the vent, the eruption video is that the, your most popular video on YouTube?
1: I don't think so. Weirdly enough, I think the most popular one is this video I did called, you know, the clickbaity titles they tend to get um views. So I did a video called How to Use and How Not to Use Overdrives.
0: Ah. Okay.
1: <laughs> and and one of the one of the people watching it said, "Don't tell me what to do." <laughs> like in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was awesome. I wrote back, "Okay, sorry." <laughs> um That's but basically great. it was about like you know i don't like tube screamers when you put the knobs on five and then it kind of lowers your signal and then uh, you hear this layer of overdrive over top of a clean sound i hate that sound so mm. tube screamers to me are meant to have the output slammed or at least at least three quarters of the way up and the tone generally below half and then the drive you really don't need to you know crack up much past four if and it, the amp needs to be off.
2: distorted a little bit and right. the amp
1: needs to be distorted a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then it sounds great. It does its thing, you know. But anyway, I made a video about that. And that video, I think, has, I don't know, like, I can take a look. It's got, like, 800,000 views or something. So you never know. You just never know, like, which ones.
0: Right. <laughs> it's like, but that one, for some weird reason, the one on Tube Streamer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our most uh, popular video is actually you and John Sir, the first time. You're oh, wrong. man. That's because of John, because of all his great stories. <laughs> uh, it was both yeah. of you guys. But no, both, both of you guys, had. it was just great. The interaction between you and John, you know, because you guys go, go way back. You're good friends. And uh, and he had that's some good. great stories, of course, too. So He's got so many good stories. I like his
1: story, but <laughs> the, sand, the sandwich story is great. Like, so, yeah. The yeah, that,
0: sandwich story. <laughs> that story. And then, of course, his necklace story about his. It blows his balls off. Yep. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot which, about that
2: one yeah, yeah. W-
0: which reminded me because today i think or yesterday he posted on his facebook uh something about like someone like riding a bike and like the back of the bike has a set of balls hanging from it oh yeah 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 and uh and, and that just rem- i was m- gonna make a comment or something like oh yeah you, now you got another bit, set of balls to, you know or, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're got missing from out. your necklace yeah exactly <laughs> so but um that's, yeah, that's one of our most – that's our most popular video, which is cool. Well, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, so, Dave, I know we had actually a question about the Friedman products that were uh, coming from Nam. I know there were a bunch of people asking. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> Soon. Soon. <laughs> Unfortunately, a few of them had, had been delayed a little bit for some unforeseen circumstances. So, mm. um, hopefully, this year is what we're looking at. What was the new stuff, Dave? That the, the, the uh, well the the dual BEOD that we have now, which actually now is called the, it, it, it was at the show the DPOD, but now it's called the BEOD Deluxe. Okay, uh-huh. <clears throat> one's lower gain, one's higher gain. They both have mid knobs now. So it's a dual, dual overdrive pedal. Yeah, so you can, you know, if you've got a clean amp, you can basically get two sounds, set up, lead, Sweet. rhythm kind of stuff, so you can kind of, you know, rent anything and make it sound halfway decent. Will I make a video of that pedal? You will. <laughs> yeah, it looks,
0: cool. it looks like a very cool pedal.
2: You will be, because and it considering also, the views you got on your last one. Yeah, that, that video did good, didn't it? Yeah, that was a considerably good one. I don't even know what it's up to now. Three hundred thousand plus views or something. I'll take a look. Something
1: like that? Just looking right now. Yeah, the my biggest one is the overdrive video. It gets (sighs) seven sixty. (coughs) Seven sixty. But the B E O D video has yeah, three sixty six. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one of the biggest pedal demo videos that I ever did. But that's you know, it's largely uh mostly attributed attributed to you 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 uh you have a lot of fans you do you know and you, you, yeah. you your people are really interested in your pedals and your amps so you know
2: you made it sound really good so so the next one you got to use the same guitar oh okay right there. <laughs> over so, there
1: I, i'm gonna one? get that i'll grab that guitar it's cool
0: <laughs> which one was it
1: I forget. Oh, okay. This guitar is my. This is this is sort of my Van Halen machine, you know. But so this guitar, I met the guy that made this. It was cool. He came up to me. I think it was a Nam, and he's like, "Hey, you know that black guitar? I made that guitar. You bought it from me, and I bought it off eBay." Hmm. And it was, but so this guitar is aged to. So it's got the Kny or maybe Musicraft body, but it's like the you know it's it's old. It's hard ash. Like the EVH thing, right? And uh, and it's got the you know wacky pickup cut out and all that stuff. Um, so this is this is like the body for a you know a Frankie body or whatever, and it's got that neck too. So it's bird's eye, mm-hmm. um, and it's got an old Floyd from the eighties that he found, you know, somewhere. And the pickup is a Motor City, which is our, our buddy Wade in Detroit, who we just saw. He spilled a, a, a martini all over the place as soon as we saw him in Detroit. First thing, right, Dave?
2: Yeah, so then we were having an argument on what pickup that was.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, definitely a, a, a second-degree black belt. Um, hmm. But I love this guitar because it's like – uh, it, so he the guy that made it aged it to uh, look like Blackie, I guess. Hmm. So it's like a Clapton aging – on a. Dan job. <laughs> right. Thought, well, that's cool. I can take that out and play it. It's not like you're copping anybody's stripey vibe right. or whatever. Then you know what I mean. So it's like a, it's got its own thing going on. So yeah. But it it really and I, and I'll tell you, even you know I, I did the the videos for Eddie's pedal the the, the EVH overdrive, <laughs> and I went up to to show Eddie those videos before I before I put them out because they just wanted to check them out before they actually went up. So it's normally I don't, I actually don't do that. It's like, I'll just put them up and it's kind of like my videos are like an independent, but it's the ad. Right. It's like, of course. So, <laughs> so I went up, so I went up and I played him the video and I was nervous as shit, you know, playing. I can the, imagine. Yeah. Sitting down at the computer and hanging them the hard drive and putting it in to check it out. Like, oh God, I hope he doesn't hate this, you know? Yeah. And, um, but anyway, he watched it, and him and Matt, you know, his Matt Brooke, his business partner, they looked at one another and said, "Yeah." And they and he got a smile on his face. Turned around, goes, "Sounds good," you know. And I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, Matt turned around, and looked, and he goes, "What's the pickup in that guitar?" First thing, you know. And he, so they they dug that, So it was this guitar, and they, they dug the the tone, the you know, the, the pedal and the guitar. But it is, it's really got a. Uh, uh, a cool tone, like a, a, it's got. The, what's it sound like, Dave? Like it's got this edgy, bright thing that's like,
2: yeah, that's it just s- has this attack, this wallop, and this sizzle sort of to it. Sizzle, that, yeah. That, that 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 it sounds right for that music. Yeah, works
0: really. Good. It works really well. Yeah. Is that yeah. neck a Warmoth neck also? I believe it's Musicraft. 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 Okay. I think yeah, that's they do, the. They do good yeah. stuff too. I know of, uh, one of the owners where it's Scott Smith, the owner. He's a good guy. Really good guy. Um, yeah. I actually I have a neck coming from them right now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I wanted to ask you guys your opinion because I just got for this uh, very ugly swirl uh, guitar that I just I built myself that you mm-hmm. see over here. Um, I, I as a lefty I can't get a gem okay. swirl guitar. They just don't make it, um, oh. or it's ultra expensive if I if I can find one. Um, so I just decided to make my own kind of swirl kind of you know thing um and a guy locally funk guitars uh mark funk he built the, he painted it for me um but i got the neck from Warmouth. um and it's roasted maple it's flame yeah. maple and man i love that i wanted to ask you guys what you thought of roasted maple have you tr- have you played
2: anything with it before or? i love yeah. it have, have
1: you done that on any of your guitars dave
2: We haven't done any on our guitars, but we can. Um, uh, We haven't yet, no.
1: It's cool. I have it on... So, okay, I'll get another guitar. Check this out. One sec. So so this guitar is all roasted. So the neck is... You can see it's a roasted on the back. You know, you can tell by the color it's, it's roasted maple, but the body is, I don't know if you can see the color. It's quite dark. Mm-hmm. It's roasted alder. So he, this is the first time he made a couple of guitars. I think he made one for Lando and he made this one too at the same time where, and now I think they do more where they're roasting the bodies too, but I'm pretty sure sir does it, but it's dark cause it's, it's roasted. And this mm-hmm. guitar does have a, a real, deep kind of resonance to the uh, the tone and the body of the guitar, I would say. It's a nice guitar.
0: <laughs> yeah, is it you know, lighter?
1: Do you find that the uh, body's lighter
0: at all? Or? I,
1: don't know if it's, I don't know if it's lighter, but it seems to... They seem to be... They're always real resonant, and the one thing yeah. I noticed is they seem real stable. Like, they, they, they don't... I've got a roasted... Uh, one of the very, very first ones that they did a modern. It's a brown modern I've had for, like, 10 years, and that neck is really roasted. It's real dark. I mean, it's, like basically one step away from being charcoal i think mm. and um and it looks cool it's it feels amazing um and that neck does not move like it's the stability when they get all that moisture out of there is that's the one yeah the
0: thing. yeah it's it so it seems, pe- it's
1: like petrified and and so your guitar's uh flame maybe? yeah let me
0: show you i'm gonna grab it
1: yeah <laughs> the 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 thing as I understand it with the with the uh figured woods especially bird's eye and flame maple i was just saying the thing that, that as i understand it with the with the figured woods like bird's eye and flame mm-hmm. is that the the roasting will make them more stable if you've got a, yeah, a neck like
2: stable, that generally
1: it's diseased yeah. wood essentially
0: right and so you so can it, see that you can see the flame on it right
2: no yeah, yeah. beautiful
0: that's yeah. cool yeah it's great i mean it, it just and like you said it just feels very stable yeah. you, know? you find dr- that? Like the trash yeah. rod's
1: pretty?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is just, and just even drilling into the wood when I had to put the, you know, the, the, whatever you call that there. Your, retainer, yeah, yeah. Retainer string. Retainer there. string. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to drill that in and, you know, and the tuners I, I drilled in. So I just used a little, you know, Dremel thing to drill it in. And it was much harder than any, any maple that I've drilled into before on any oh. neck. Yeah, so it was just def- definitely, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's cool, cool Dave, that you, got, you guys can do that.
2: It's colorful. Yeah, this is definitely colorful.
1: <laughs> so he knew it's how bad. to do the drip thing, eh? That's cool. Looks yeah. like it's pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah it looks cool. cool. It's cool. It
1: yeah. it. What's yeah, that? It's pretty, that's badass. It's, it's, it looks like a nice guitar. I mean, it's like, it seems like he did a really good job. It, what does he
0: normally do? Auto? pain or something or is he a guitar no, no, no. he's a, he's doing guitars it's called funk guitars oh okay yeah locally down here in florida sweet so yeah it's it's cool it sounds great i got these Demarzio um pickups that i put in and I, I was really no one else really makes these colored pickups right yeah, sure it's sure. hard to get trust me yeah so i um I, but i got a tone zone and an air norton Okay, and, and I think those were originally what were used in the the uh, Van Halen Ernie Ball guitars, or close yeah, right? to at least. That's what I heard. Um, so it's great. Those are great pickups. They sound pretty good. So I'm pretty happy with that. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's a cool guitar. You know, like like I need another guitar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like any of us need another guitar, right? Yeah. Exactly.
1: Having said all this, we're all going to sell everything. No. <laughs>
0: well (laughs) eventually maybe uh but no it's it's fun so hey um that that evh that you got behind you the uh wolfgang is that a new one or you've had that for a while no i've had
1: that for um uh shit I, i think since maybe 2009 um i got i i Ed and Matt gave that to me like 2009.
0: Like I think, it's just, yeah, 2009. Wow, because yeah. I've got one ex- almost exactly like it in left. Oh, do you? Yeah,
2: right here. Oh, take it out. Yeah. It's the identical twin.
0: Oh
1: wow! Yeah, yeah I love so, it. it. It's totally identical. That's a that's a riot. Wow, it's a you know it's a really good guitar. I used it uh, on something the other day. It's got a thing that. Um, you know, when I want that thing, I play that guitar and it's a certain tone and it's, it's, it's really cool for rock. Like, you know, mm-hmm. which sounds like, you know, whatever, but it's like <coughs> when I need a more, that, you know, I don't have a lot of guitars with high output pickups, but that guitar has that, Yeah. you know, higher output. Uh, you know, I can drop tune it. I, I've had it tuned down. I mean, when I did the EVH, uh, the second pedal video i used that and i had it and i think drop c sharp or something i made like heavy riff and did you know um and it sounded it's, it sounds really good in the um all three pickup positions i find and it just works for that certain thing you know
0: yeah um, and it's got the uh, like the vintage style frets with um they stainless steel right it does and i would almost consider
1: putting bigger ones in there now oh yeah uh yeah because i i use big frets now in my signature guitar and i'm just kind of like in that zone like with right. the, I, I at one point i said to myself why i i'm always like oh i guess i should get 6105s uh, cuz it's not quite as big at one point i went i knew in 1985 that i like 6100s
2: yeah. what <laughs> am i doing you know and, and i'm <laughs> I, I fighting it
1: yeah and i hate it when they dress them down too much you know i want them tall like <laughs> i want a big round tall 6100s that's my thing <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know, it's like, I know I like that. This, I can play 6105. This guitar's got 6105s in it or whatever that equivalent Sir Jeskar size is, you know. But, um, but, uh, and, and I'm fine with that too.
0: But do you like stainless or you have to get nickel?
1: I'm cool with kind of either. I like, I like, I like both. Uh, I mean, obviously the longevity is great with stainless and that slick feels great, but there's something about the nickel frets. It just feels like old school home too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I grew up on. I don't know. You know what I mean? They feel a little different like, vibrato and bending, even though you know you're wearing that fret every time you <laughs> it, it's,
2: Putting grooves in they
1: it. They have a feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Putting grooves in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said about that. But yeah. Dave, are your guitars, you,
2: you, put them, you have the option, right? On your guitars. To- we do, but we haven't done it. We don't generally do stainless, we can do it. Gotcha. I would per. Pref- I prefer nickel. I, I, I don't. Just. I don't know. Stainless feels a little odd to me. Growing up playing nickel. Mm. Uh, it's too smooth. Too easy. Uh, but it, it does last forever. Yeah, it feels really good to me
1: on my. Like we use it on my signature sir. Yeah. If you get a guitar that comes on. What do I mean by that? Like if you get a guitar that's made, like you pick up the guitar and it's stainless steel, right? It's great. It's like, cool. And generally if it's a, you know, 25 and a half and kind of more a hot roddy kind of guitar, it's cool with me. It's like, if it's a Les Paul, I, I changed the frets on a Les Paul once to stainless. And I, I I just didn't jive with it. It was weird. And the guitar sounded a little different. Like, I don't even know if it sounded different through an amp, but I could hear the little plink sound
0: right.
1: <laughs> that I didn't hear before, you know? And I and I noticed it on that guitar when I changed the frets to it, you know. So it was like, okay, maybe I don't. And so now I got this thing where never on a Gibson style, I don't want to on a I want a nickel fret on those guitars. But on my guitar, kind of more hot rod, I'm fine with it. It's
0: weird. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, different components. I don't Mm know. I I I I tend to like it for me. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and it's easier. You know, easier to bend. You know, Easy just-
1: band and the fret man, I mean, they sure wear like you know, my my few guitars that have nickel, but mm-hmm. they still, you know, vintage and stuff like that, that I have, or my uh, my Yaren or stuff. It's like, oh, geez, like after two years, look at the pits, you know, it's like uh, from I remember what that's like,
0: yeah, it's it's not fun, and then you're just like, oh, I gotta because I know nothing about fret work, so. Yeah. Like I can do stuff on my guitar and set it up and electronics and stuff, but when it comes to fret work, forget it. I got to bring it to somebody. I know nothing about that. So, and then
1: in the nineties, I bought a whole uh, like fret dress kit or, or fret, you know, like a, all the stuff, the files, the neck thing, all the blocks and stuff. And I did oh, one yeah. fret. I did one fret dress. And I, like, <laughs> I like, don't yeah, want do to pay
2: someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: this sucks. <laughs> Not for me. I mean, my hands yeah. hurt, man. Afterwards, like, you know, crowning and stuff. It was like my hand. I was like, I can't even play now. Like, my hands are fried from like, yeah. and I don't think it, like, I don't think I did a very good job. Probably not the first time, you know, but, but I think I strung it up and I was like, i mm, okay, okay. <laughs> take this to somebody to get it done right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And I just lost all interest in that. So and yeah, I, know. Dave knows like, I shouldn't even be letting you a soldering iron. It's like. I can set up yeah. my guitars, you know, I can't
0: wire. <laughs> oh, really? You're not good even with the soldering?
2: Oh no! I... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm the guy that'll like burn the body of the guitar because I'll lean the iron over and be touching the wood. Oh god, I've when done the, that. <laughs> yeah, the cavity. Yeah, <clears throat> <throat> I suck.
0: Yeah, okay. I've done that before.
1: I can't see, in case you didn't notice, my eyes suck. But um. <laughs> so I'm always like, I can't, you know, like li- li- trying to wire a strat jack or I don't know, it sucks.
0: Uh, not for me. Yeah, but I've definitely put Burns from Morse in the guitar before. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Um, I actually had to just buy another soldering iron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one in my garage just got all. But I the ones I buy are like twenty bucks. So um, hey, you know we got a question here. I thought I flagged it. I figured we would try to get some some questions. So I know you guys are tight for time tonight, right? We're going to end at um, seven thirty your time, right? I yes. I should
2: probably run then. Yeah, if you got to go too, Dave. Yeah. No, yeah, I want to go too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have to go too. Yeah, it's a short show, so let's answer some questions if we can. Yeah, yeah. So um, John
0: Sims, do you guys like wireless? If so, what brands? That's a good question. What
1: do you think Dave with all the rig buildings and stuff? Like um,
2: you? sonically the line six stuff is great. Um, and I hear, well, like you, you were talking. we were talking about this the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear the new, the newest one with the tuner built in or whatever, the G 70 something, uh, um, yeah. is got all the issues that they've had in the past, you know, fixed. Um, and basically, those issues were, you know, certain players using it in certain high uh, high RF environments causing dropouts and weird shit like that. That's right, um, yeah. They do sound good. They do sound really good. I have one at? here somewhere.
1: Where is mine? I have a 75 in here. Uh, It's in here somewhere. Anyway, it's yeah. great. Sounds take great. It Sounds great. I mean, you know, even the, here's the, here's the thing about wireless. If it's digital, it's probably 24 to 96 probably K, good. you know, twenty four ninety six converters. If it's digital, that the, the little line six one works great. It's yeah. like the G 10 it's probably sound ex- exactly the same as the big one. I doubt there's a different a d right. converter in there. Right. So it's like, once you go digital, it's basically, they're all pretty, then it's all the bells and whistles.
2: Um, the little sure one, the little Shure pedalboard one, also with the tuner in it, that's a digital one. Yeah. sure, mm. And and that almost seems ever so slightly, you know, a few more features and a few more pro features to it. Um, you know, a lot of touring bands use Shure wireless. It's pretty common.
1: The, the main um, issue, though, Dave, don't you find, is that you're going to run into situations. It depends on your situation, because what I've found is, on, especially on the overseas tours that I do, there's a guy, they'll sometimes have a person on staff that their job is wireless and their mm-hmm. job is, and the, and what I mean by that is their job is to divvy up the wireless frequencies that day because you might be dealing with, you need 30 channels of wireless, like because there's dancers and there's a big band and yeah. there's like, and, and the frequencies and things are all different in different countries that you're allowed to use. So literally the guy will come to me and say, your frequencies today are 538.20 and 644.31. And you need to have a wireless so you can dial into those exact frequencies. Yeah. So that's going to dictate that you got to use a high-end uh, Sennheiser or Shure or something. That yeah. and this is the one thing with the Line Sixes where you're going to, are just not going to have that. <coughs> right. And I've mentioned uh, that to them. Where if you guys want to have a true pro wireless, you got to be able to, you know, you got to have six thousand frequencies that you can basically dial in the exact one.
0: Yeah.
1: The, if you say if you say, oh, my wireless doesn't do that, they'll say, well, you can't use it then you know, we'll rent you one. We'll get you one from the backline company. That, yeah. And so then you got to pick some. So I end up using sure all the time overseas because mm-hmm. of that.
2: And it works. If you dial in on, on the standard Shures. if you dial in the, um, if you dial in the gain structure, just right. And really like kind of a B it, it, it sounds pretty damn good. You can, you yeah. can dial it in, but you got to dial the gain structures in right. Otherwise it doesn't sound right at all.
1: I'm using a digital. The,
2: Oh, the digital is like way better. Yeah, sure. Yeah, although it still has noise,
1: I'll say that it's funny, man. Like the, yeah, man, in the front end it of works. a, uh, a, an amp with gain, it's noticeable. It's a
2: best. <sighs> the best thing to use with that is the smart gate. Yeah. 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 I mean, like you like could the, literally just—it'll just take the hiss out. and Nothing else it won't screw up anything, and that's what I use on most of the pro rigs. <clears throat> Jerry Cantrell and everyone it's yeah, like you have to get rid of that wireless hiss. Otherwise, you just, you know, you got a hiss in your amp already, and then you just compound it, like, triple with the wireless in front. Yeah. My AKG,
1: I don't think, adds hiss. Uh, I have a, a nice AKG digital that I got in, that Steve Stevens originally turned me on to, that, and I think he still uses them. Yeah. Uh, but they won't let me use it in Japan because of the frequencies or something. So it's like they want to use the sure Sounds the same there's no difference in the tone. I mean, once they're digital, it's that's it. So the, the thing with wireless is like, and Dave could explain it better than me, but they're in the analog wireless because of the FCC and stuff like that, there's a, there's a limited dynamic range that you could use with an analog wireless. It was, I think it was like 30, 40 DB or something like that. So you had to use this compounding. Yeah. You had to use this compounding technology where it was like, it would basically like compress the signal and then re-expand it on the other end. Hmm. Is that right, Dave? When it comes out of the,
2: that, yeah something like that yeah exactly yeah it's but even so the that, analog ones sounded the sure ones at least sounded halfway decent uh I, but I mean, that's van Halen was using and stuff recently, and but, the,
1: but that's why they sound a little different right is because you got that shit in there
2: that right, yeah, it doesn't ever quite react the same way with the volume knob and the guitar and things like that, you know the the digital ones work better with the volume knobs on the guitar. Mm. Yeah, the that's great.
0: I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because there there are elements of going wireless. that I felt like at least back in the day when I had and I didn't have a great wireless system. It was probably like a Sure PGX something, yeah. you know, like some, the, one of the cheaper ones. Um, but I found that when using pedals, especially fuzz, but just pedals, yeah, yeah, um, and then also the, the volume knob,
2: just. Yeah, I just honestly, if you're not if you're not touring huge stadiums and stuff, and you're doing local gigs and stuff, the the Line Six ones are fantastic. Agreed.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: even even some more national touring acts even use some of those. I mean, Steve I uses a, a Line Six uh, G seventy whatever. The, yeah, the high end floor one. It's nice. The G seventy five is great.
1: I mean, and I'm not even sure how many channels you can do on it. You might be able to do more than I'm. You know, but I I have one here and I used it a little bit. I couldn't take it on tour because of the reasons I'm saying, but I got one from them and it seems to sound great. And um, it's also allows you to do some cool stuff like a Bing, like it's an AB switch. So it's got two outputs and then Mm -hmm. it's got a dedicated and it's got a tuner built in and, and the pack is real nice. They designed this real kind of slim pack for it. That's um, kind of different than the ones for the G30 and G50. And uh, it's, it's cool. It's a good piece of gear.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I got to get a wireless, so I because I, I have a setup in my garage. I can walk around my neighborhood and just walk around my block, and yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> the issues, Mark, that you were saying with with the fuzz pedal, though that the the one thing about wireless is that your signal's low impedance coming out of the receiver, whether it's an analog wireless or or a digital wireless, and so that's always the problem is that plugging a wire, the output of the receiver into the first pedal in your chain, if you're using fuzz faces or anything germanium, you're screwed because um, you know, you pretty much got to go to a cable if you want to use a fuzz face for a song mm. or something because it's that you're buffering, in, is what you're doing in front of which,
2: yeah. And then if you want to, yeah, this is, yeah, if you're using fuzz pedals and you want to go that way, you might as well just go chords,
0: yeah.
2: You know, if you're going to go you,
0: old school fuzz tone, I had a Zvex fuzz factory, yeah, that'll fuck it up. For yeah. sure. <laughs> that's what that's exactly what it was. Cuz the fuzz factory
1: is all about the thing that you can do with the volume yeah. on the guitar, right? And that's <coughs> it, it's, it's interacting with the pickups in the circuit of the guitar and as soon as you go low impedance, you you
0: you know, as soon as you buffer, that goes away. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. That's cool. Um, we had another question from CMC night 1984. What is Dave's view of multipath tube amps?
2: I'm not exactly totally sure what you mean by that, Pete. Do you have any idea what that means?
1: Maybe it means like uh, like two channels like,
2: on in parallel or something,
1: or maybe like two power sections or something, like amps that have like what that could do, like a true Fender and a true Marshall in one
0: or something.
2: I'm not exactly sure what he means by that. So, yeah. multipath. Maybe maybe please, please clarify.
0: Yeah. um... We've got Meron Khan who says, "Pete inspired me to play guitar better and give up gluten."
2: (laughs) (laughs) But wait, difficult to do in Bangladesh. Yes.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, that it's still
2: keeping at it.
1: Wow. Well, does he feel better? I wonder. That would be an interesting. uh, I'd love to know. So that was my problem with it. Why I stopped. I felt much better. I still have all kinds of problems with my. Stupid GI, but that's no, one I, of the most people need to know.
0: I, you know what? I, <laughs> here's, here's actually an interesting question that I, I actually thought of earlier to ask you this question. You just don't have up chili. Up. I, I have a lot of... In Detroit. Sorry. I always have uh, problems traveling in my stomach. Like, I have GI issues whenever I'm traveling. Yeah. Do you, do you find that, Pete? Or...
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to be really careful. That's the thing with the gluten thing, and I have oh, to be careful. But nice. to tell you the truth, there's something about – I tend to do better in Europe, and I tend to do better in Japan. So I don't know what's going on with the food in America, but I – my Pesticides. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's – The Roundup. It's something about the – yeah, Roundup, exactly. And there's a whole thing about that.
2: Because um, they you know, say a lot of, a lot of uh, people that are intolerant to gluten here are not intolerant to gluten – in Europe. Yeah. So right. then it's not the gluten. Right. What else could it be? It's yeah. maybe the roundup that they're spraying on the wheat crops. So. Yeah. Which there's a whole, I mean, you
1: can look it up the F I believe it's FDA or U S, uh, department of agriculture or something as, you know, has listed roundup kind of quietly as a carcinogen, you know, and this is the stuff they spray on, on every crop, you know, that's not organic. So, uh, it's a carcinogen, and they came out and said it. And the, of course, the company spokesman, their lawyers came out and said, "No, it's not. This is completely false." But it's the U.S. government said that. You know, it's like this isn't some like conspiracy theory or whatever. They basically have tested it, and it's it's not good for your stomach.
0: Oh, it's so, that is harmful stuff. I've yeah. used i used Roundup in my around my house like years ago because just to kill weeds and crap, and that stuff yeah. is toxic. yeah.
2: Imagine eating it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Which is what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's not, yeah. that's not That is not good. Just Google um, it.
1: Anybody out there interested, Google Roundup and, and carcinogen. It'll pop
0: up. <laughs> great. That's another thing to worry about. Yeah. Um, R2R3 locking nut has a question. If one speaker of a 412 cabinet is not working, does that affect the impedance of the output of my power amp?
2: It could. I, depends on how the cabinet's wired. It also might not work at all. So, yes.
0: Probably not a good thing. Yeah, Um, not a
2: good thing. Fix your speaker.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that either. Uh, Terry Goldstein, amp question. What can cause a popping, crackling sound from my amp while idle that is temporary when I turn it
2: on, even with the new tubes it happens? It still could be tubes. (laughs) Uh, are they Sovtech preamp tubes? Because if they're Sovtech preamp tubes in it, they do that. Generally, uh,
1: damn, uh, it's hard
2: to say. It could be something else too, but you know, uh, you know, it could be a variety of things.
0: Okay, we got a question here from L. Scott Music. Uh, he says, "Pete, Lauren Knight here. Thanks for the fun party the other night. Good to see you again. The album sounded great." Could you and Dave discuss the virtues of deep versus shallow speaker cabs?
2: Oh, sure. Great sure, to see Pete, you well. go, go, You go for it.
0: Thanks for coming to the
1: party. We had, we had fun the other night. I had too much to drink. Um, and I felt it the next day. But it was a lot of fun. We listened to the record and uh, gave away a bunch of pedals and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. Just it's did a little awesome. list, listening party for the people that got in for the, on the pledge music thing. And it was really fun. Um, Where was well, that? Eight, again? Oh, is that Viper room?
0: Yeah, that's it's cool. that's a, that's a cool place.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Just in a little downstairs bar. It was, it was nice. Intimate little gathering. It was cool. But I mean, some folks drove all the way up from Phoenix and stuff. It was really cool. So
0: Wow. Very cool.
1: Um, so when we designed the PT 100 cab, we tried different depths. Generally with the deeper cabinets, you're going to find more base and, uh i remember like when top hat um brian Gerhard was he had the little great little amps the uh, uh, club royale and club deluxe mm-hmm. and they originally were a certain depth and then he designed a slightly deeper cabinet and it was like ooh, that is an improvement you know it just gets a little more big
2: a little fuller yeah.
1: hmm. and you probably go too far right dave like you know it's probably a balance
2: there's a balance there's no uh, mad you just kind of have to try some stuff and figure out what you like and yeah what about you, it, it's cabinets? it's all about the whole cabinet design too so it's hard you can't just say is this a closed back cabinet is it an open back cabinet is it mm. how big are the baffles in the back uh, so it's all a big equation so mm the depth of the cabinet might not make as much of a difference in some cabs to where they're designed versus others. <clears throat>
1: and you'll find it even with open back too. I mean, no, I find like, uh, like the, for instance, the, the, original Marshalls, the combos from the seventies, they're pretty shallow. Yeah. Not a lot of, not, not a lot of depth going on. They don't have much base. And that was like the original Sir makes uh, an open back two twelve that's that size, and they sound cool and everything. But then we tried the deeper one, and even in an open back, like an oval back, it was like, oh, it's bigger. Right, right. This sounds bigger. If you're trying to get a four twelve thing, you you want it, you'll want it deeper. You know. So we did that with the PT one hundred cabinet. I didn't want it as big as like a Bogner oversized or something. So the cabinet is physically not as oversized as that, but it's as deep as
0: well well I think so okay that's cool um Matt Harrison Pete how is your Japanese coming along
1: it's good still you know speaking uh you know like a little bit but I'm learning I can I can kind of read now which is amazing for me so I do this app where I like I basically okay I'll show you my this is what I sit around and do all day like this is my my hiragana app I don't know if you can see it or not, but yep. it's like I sit around and draw. Okay, so it wants me to draw an A, so I have to go like this, and then, oh, I screwed up. So like this, like this, like this, and I sit around and I draw, you know, these things all day, basically. And and then it tells me if I'm right or not. And this is this is just a thing that prompts you on, you know, so I've been working on that and hmm. then I'm a, and then there's other things in this, this I bought this for seven bucks it's amazing I learned how to do like you can learn two of the Japanese alphabets. three you know but you can learn two using this for seven dollars wow it's amazing so I do that and then it's got some great you know you go all the way through all these lesson courses and it's teaching me to string all kinds of things together and ask you know sent I'm learning verbs and sentence structure and stuff so it's fun um and it's coming pretty good you know there's all kinds of grit, kinds of, I mean, just like with guitar, right? Like there's this one called Human Japanese, really, really good app. Um, that's kind of very sort of conversational, hmm. you know, like teaches you real world kind of, so you just sit there and do that for a couple hours every day and watch a lot of movies. You know, yeah. That's Japanese yeah. movies or TV. Interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause they, that's what they do at least for learning American, you know, English, right? Sure.
1: I talked yeah. to a guy the other day. I was actually really interesting. He's, he's Dutch and he's actually going to be the, uh, the bass player on the Japanese tour, the next run that we're doing. And he has no accent. And I was like, what's up with that? Like, cause he, he just told me he was from Holland. And I'm like, what? Like you sound like you're from America. Mm. And he said, well, I, I attribute it to, to in Holland when I, cause he lived in Holland until he was 10 and then moved over. He said, they don't dub the TV shows. So the American shows come over and they don't dub in, you know, uh, people speaking Dutch, right? <coughs> there, there's subtitles, and you hear the English, mm-hmm. and you hear the accent. Whereas in Germany and France and just about everywhere else over there, they it dub spoke. in, yeah. Yeah. and so that's why Germans have German accents when they speak English, and why <laughs> <laughs> and the French have French. But they, all the all the Dutch people sound like they're Americans. So it's kind of I was like, God, that really explains a lot. That's amazing, but that's um, funny. yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah so the, watching watching shows and stuff is definitely a great.
0: Yeah. Um, jump, in, jump into a completely different topic here. Kev Gems. Pete, have you tried the Waza amp? Are they big in Japan? You know, I haven't, but the... Uh, I know the Katanas
1: seem to be the ones getting all the, the love. I saw like Jude Gold the other day. was like, I went to Solid State. I got a Katana. you know. And he said it sounded great. and A lot of people... Um, oh, the, kat- yeah, the Katanas...
0: Be-
2: The katana is a cool amp.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool.
1: Honestly, I haven't even played one, but Dave, you played one, right? In the shop.
2: Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's cool. I mean, it's, it sounds pretty damn good, especially, you know, for the price. For the price, it's great. Yeah. It's like, like you're like going, ah, that's pretty usable. 300 bucks or something. I
0: guess some of them are less. I think it was, yeah. I think, I I think I got the 100 watt one by 12, and I think it might have been less than 300 bucks. Wow. It's 100 watts. You know, I mean, well, it's, a, you know, it's, I don't know if I would end up, I use it for practice in my living room, you know, um, it probably wouldn't be my first choice to go with the band, but, right. but it, it can definitely work if you needed it. That's sure. for sure. sure. So that's, that's the cool thing about it. It's, you know, um, you the, yeah, exactly. And, and the Waza finish. amp, the Waza amp was their more expensive
2: version. I think was... Yeah, it
1: came out kind of first, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think that let, led the way for the other little ones. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, M. Rabble has a question for me. What's to deal with all the Captain America stuff. Is that Mark's day job? No. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just a big Marvel fan. I collect comic books and stuff. So uh, that's another one of my expensive passions <laughs> that I should eventually stop. Um, but yeah, that's one of my... I, I just collect that stuff, so it's cool. Um, oh, someone else wrote that. Uh, let's see. Um, just looking for some. Uh, Pete is such a pro. I bet he would win America Idol if he, if it, if life was fair. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I, you know what? I watched American Idol, uh, a couple things with my wife, man. It is so bad. Oh, my God. At least the voice is pretty cool. Without, you know, like I, I can enjoy that a little bit, but oh my god, American Idol is just brutal. Was so, it bad? They just and even the winner just, just, just the other. I was just like, really.
2: I haven't watched a, a, a one iota of American Idol in uh, the new the new version of it. Not one. So
1: my friend was MDing it and uh, the band, you know, and Ariana played. She was playing guitar for a little while, and then Saran, you know breaks mm-hmm. around He's playing guitar too so i know some people in the band but i haven't watched any of it this season to see what's going
0: on no i don't know the bands are always great yeah i don't know anything hey, about
2: yeah. i got two questions for me in here uh go for it some some guy was talking about uh sorry edge uh, ni- uh 1963 one uh talking about is jj getting darker with time um compared to others i play even when i change the tubes Uh, Any idea what's be causing this? Um, Other than tubes, nothing really off the top of my head. Unless you're, are you comparing uh, your amp in the same room with the same speaker cabinet and stuff? When you say others, you might want to do that. Um, Other than tubes, nothing really could be causing that.
1: Other than your ears going.
2: Yeah, your ears going deaf. Yeah, maybe maybe you're going deaf. Um,
1: (laughs) Let's hope not. Uh,
2: probably not, though. Uh, and then the other question was: uh, Allison covers. Dave saw the pictures of Cantrell's rig from the South Bend show, and he was. Uh, and he, I thought he was using ISO cabs. He hasn't been using ISO cabs for years. Um, he he just the cabs are just off near his guitar rig side stage, and they're just mic'd up in open air. Uh, so they're just blasting over there. Uh it sounds better that way. It sounds infinitely better that way. <laughs> um so that's why they do it that way. And it really doesn't matter, they're not protecting anyone from how loud it is over there. Okay. So, so there you go. Cool. I uh um... Oh, here's another one. Are you having a display at Summer Nam? Yes.
1: When is I'll Summer NAM?
2: Oh, End of June. I'm leaving again. I'm leaving out of town again. July nineteenth. J- June nineteenth. Sorry. Uh, and I'll be gone for the rest of the month <laughs> because we have Sweetwater Gear Fest, and then consecutive weekends. Then we have uh, right after it, we have Summer NAM. So I'm just not coming home. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm going from one right to the other. Driving.
0: Yeah, you're going to be gone. I'm going to try to uh, go to Sweetwater Gear Fest. Hey, shit. Yeah, I'm going to try to work it out.
2: I'm crossing my fingers for no rain this year. Right, you said it. Oh, that's right. It's like totally humid. Routinely, sometimes it would just pour on us, which is lovely.
0: Yeah, okay, well, you're not talking me into it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: don't you have a storm right now i mean
0: (laughs) yeah i gotta i gotta that's true i have a a tropical storm going on um hey i know you guys gotta run so i want to be uh cognizant of time um but uh, i'll end with uh one of the comments that wally walter says he said pete is such a pro um and uh i agree pete you're great I love that you come on the show. Um, thanks so much. You guys are too kind. Thank you. Um, and I'm excited to hear your album. I'm a big fan. I tell everybody that I can about your uh, Guitar Nerd album because um, I really do think it's one of the better uh, guitar instrumental albums that's come out in a really long time. I mean, I, I would put it up there with like, you know, Surfing with the Alien or, you know, like I really think it's an amazing guitar album. So Wow, man. You, thanks. Yeah, I really do. It's it's fantastic. I love listening to it. And the thing that I love about it even most, and I'm not going to just sit here and kiss your butt, but I just really want to tell you that I love about it is that it's it's very diverse. You know, like one song will you know will get you all excited, and then, and then you know you'll you go into something very mellow, and you know it's it, it's very diverse. I really like like your stuff, so just wanted to have the opportunity to tell you that. So
1: I really appreciate it. I, I yeah. hope you dig the new one. It's it's all over the map too, generally, because I'm schizo and because and I make them over the course of a few years, so it's like my taste change. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I listen to them and go, like, I hope this makes sense. I'm like, it's not too all
0: over the map, but no, it's it. good. Thanks, Mark. No, I like that. No, it's great. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing it. And uh, everybody, grab it when it comes out. Make sure you buy it. Buy it. Yes. Thank you. It'll be June 15th everywhere.
2: No streaming. Buy it. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And Dave, I hope you feel better.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'll live. Feel better, Dave.
2: I'll live.
0: And your son as well. Hope everybody feels better. And um, we will next show. I want to mention next show is uh, what's the date? I think it's um, what is the next date? Okay. So June 8th. The next show is with Doug Rappaport. Hey so june 8th doug Rappaport is going to be joining us so um looking forward to having doug and uh, talking to him so i'll be Talk awesome. about uh, japan too he's been playing with yozawa over there another he's, he's
1: always like the japanese elvis oh sweet massive yeah. big 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 gig so he'll have some great stories
0: cool good stuff yeah all right guys you have a great night everybody else Great weekend. Thanks for tuning in, watching the show. We've got 186 viewers right now. And thank you all to uh, who's viewing us. So might, please be hit. A
2: rec- might be a record on the shortest show.
0: Yeah. It's a really great, <laughs> great, great, great viewing. Please hit the subscribe button too. Uh check out the show. Subscribe to it on YouTube. Uh, tone-talk.com. Thanks everybody. Pete, Hi guys. Thanks again. Thanks you guys. Thanks for having me. See you everybody. See yeah. you.